0: Welcome, everybody. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Lord, that you are the giver of life. Thank you, Lord, that Jesus is the resurrected King. Thank you, Lord, for resurrection life that dwells in each and every one of us. We praise you, we glorify, we honor you. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. It is by your spirit that we move and live and have our being. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. So anyway, beloved, this week I was talking to the Lord, you know, about what we were supposed to share today, what we were supposed to learn today, and he spoke to me, resurrection life, resurrection life. Whoa, the power, the power in that term, the power in that thought resurrection life that's what we are meant to be living here on this earth today resurrection life and so he spoke the lord spoke to my spirit and he said no okay well before that here's the deal we just celebrated easter right hey you know what that is a beautiful beautiful day that is a wonderful celebration we are taught to put ourselves in remembrance of the goodness of God. And resurrection life came to us. But what the Lord was speaking to my heart and and my spirit is that we are not just to celebrate Easter as a day. It's, it's a great day. The greatest day in all of history. The greatest event In all of history when all darkness was overcome and we were given the opportunity to walk in resurrection life but you see it it was more than a day we're not to relegate it we're not to diminish it we're not to um, reduce Easter to a day or a season and what it stands for and So he spoke to me and he says, resurrection, resurrection is a way of life for the believers in Christ. Resurrection life is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and we must be intentional to adopt it in our own beings, in our own spirits. It is a lifestyle. We must adopt a spirit of resurrection Every day, every day, and not just celebrate it one time a year because it's so much more than that. You see, Jesus gave us resurrection life, a life worth living, the opportunity to be intentional and to walk in a life of victory in the here and now. Right here and now, right here and now on this earth, resurrection life. That's what he gave us. He gave us, it's an opportunity those saints. It's an opportunity, it's a choice. You know, there's a, when when we get saved, we become new creatures in Christ. That's a great day, that's the greatest day in every one of your lives. But there's a whole lot of living that has to go on between salvation and when we get to heaven, you know? Salvation, that's awesome. It guarantees that you're not gonna go to hell. It guarantees that you're gonna live in eternity with your Lord, with God, your Father. Okay? But there's a whole lot between now and then. And we need to understand that it is our choice as to whether or not we're going to walk in the resurrection life that Jesus purchased for us. Whether we're going to let the battles of life defeat us or whether we're going to be overcomers because of what Jesus did for us. So, there's so much more than just being saved. I going to go to, in Psalm 27, 13, it says, I would have fainted if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. See, the goodness of God. Moses wanted to see God's glory. He said, show me your glory. And what was, what was God's response? God's response was, I will show you my goodness. I will show you my goodness. So you see, we can receive, when it says Psalm 27, I would have fainted had I not believed I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living goodness. We can see the glory of God, the resurrection life that he has for us in the here and now, in the here and now. So important for us to get this perspective, so important. So what brought this whole conversation or this chain of thought that where the Lord was just speaking to me in my spirit, you know, I'm not talking about an audible voice, okay? But what brought this all on was Luke 23 44 through 46. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read that to you. It says, Luke twenty-three forty-four through forty-six. It was now about the sixth hour, so that's up like noon and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour that's like 3pm for the sun stopped shining that's what triggered this whole thing that's what triggered this whole thing the sun stopped shining darkness came over the whole land and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Now you see, at that point, Jesus was not defeated. Jesus was not defeated at that point. You see, resurrection comes. At the darkest hour in all of history, this is the darkest hour in all of history, comes the best hour in all of history, because resurrection followed the darkness. You see, it went dark. That's what sin does in our lives. That's what mistakes, that's what fear, that's what anxiety, it brings darkness. See, but we don't have to accept that, because we have a hope. We have a hope because of the resurrection life that has been given to us. Praise you, Father. It is so exciting. And that's what really caused all of this, just that idea, just that one little idea. That's what caused all this just to explode in my spirit about the gift that we've been given. And here's the important um, point to remember is that when a moment in our life seems the darkest or we're in the biggest struggle. We just feel like there's no way out or we're looking at the fear or we're looking at the lack. Whether that's health, whether it's finance, whether it's emotions, whatever it is. You see, at the moment of the greatest darkness in all of history, God showed up in resurrection tower. God showed up in resurrection power. And that's where we need to keep our eyes. God showed up in triumph. God showed up in victory. And that's where we need to focus. Every moment of every day. Every moment. Every moment. He already stomped on the devil's head for you. Hallelujah. You see, this is the spirit we need to adopt. This is the spirit we need to adopt. Being strong and courageous. You know, scripture tells us to be strong, to be courageous. It means to adopt this way of life. It means to believe in this. It means to have faith that God is who he says he is and he's going to do. He already did what he said he would do in his Word. That's what it is. That's what being strong and courageous is. I truly believe, see, I truly believe that this world is on the verge of the next great revival. Yes, hallelujah. The biggest outpouring yes. of the Holy Spirit and revival of resurrection life. Yes. That this planet, I'm going to say this planet, has ever seen. You see? Yes. God wins. Yes. And we are on the verge of big time revival. But we have to look for it and we have to go into it with a resurrection spirit. Yes. The glory of God manifested in our lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> any darkness, any darkness around you has to go. Any darkness around you is not going to stop God. It's not going to stop God. And if it doesn't stop God, should it stop you? Now, that's a very serious question. If darkness is not going to stop God, should it stop you? The answer to that is just what we decide. What we allow. What we adopt. Right? Hallelujah. So I want to go to Luke 21. Verses 25 through 28. I'm actually going to read out the King James in this one. And I realize that this is about the return of the Son of Man. Okay? I realize that. But we're going to take some principles out of here. (laughs) And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. This is our choice. What causes a person's heart to fail? Looking after the things of the earth and not the things of the spirit. That's what causes people's hearts to fail. But see, that's not God's intention. That's not the life that Jesus won to provide for us. after those things which are coming on the earth. See, we have to set our eyes on Jesus' saints. We have to set our eyes on the victory. We have to set our eyes on the victory and not be moved. Not be moved. Not be shaken. Not be fearful. Not be anxious. Yes, will those things come? Absolutely they come. But we don't have to accept them. Because what we know about Jesus is bigger than what we know about the fear or the anxiety or the lack that the devil might be trying to put in front of us. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Power and great glory (coughs) came to us on Resurrection Day. You know, Jesus came before that on the earth, but they knew him not, right? And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads For your redemption draweth nigh. You see, you have a living redeemer in the here and now. You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You have a redeemer who loves you, who walks beside you, who full well knows every single mistake, every single fear, every single anxiety. You do not have to condemn yourself because those thoughts come. But when Satan tries to tempt, and that's what it is, it is a temptation. The lies of the devil are a temptation. But the scripture says that he gives us a way out in every situation, okay? So when that temptation comes, we stop and we say, Satan, you don't know who you're dealing with here. Ha! You know what? You really do know, but you know, and you are running scared and I'm going to keep you on the run. I am going to keep you on the run because you are living, you are looking at a daughter of a risen king. You are looking at the son of of the risen king. You are looking at a son and a daughter of the great Messiah. You are looking at a son and a daughter of the one who conquered the grave. Who conquered every sin and who freed me and redeemed me from any power of darkness that could ever try to hold me down. He was risen from the grave and I am walking out today from the grave of any fear, anxiety, stress, change, depression, oppression, sickness, lack. I have a Redeemer. I am the redeemed of the Lord, and I will say so. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Say that. I am the redeemed of the Lord. I am resurrected into glory with him. Hallelujah. But you see, it all depends on where we're looking in our hearts. Don't let the devil distract you, saints. The scripture tells us, the scripture tells us in Proverbs 23 7, for as a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. As we think in, thinketh in our hearts, that's what we receive. So I'm going to keep my eyes stayed on Jesus because my future depends where my heart is looking. My future depends on where my heart is looking. And I am going to look into the spirit. See, the spirit realm is more real than the carnal realm. Everything happens in the spirit realm first. Absolutely everything. I have a redeemer in the here and now, and that's where I'm looking, and that's what I receive, that's what belongs to me. So anyway, we're going to look at how magnificent the resurrection really is was and is. I think this is going to encourage your heart. And we're going to remember that this was just not, it was an event. It was a beautiful event in history. But it's something that we must walk in every day. We must choose. We must own. We must own the resurrection spirit. We must own it. So I want to get, I hope that this today gives you faith. To walk in the victorious resurrection spirit that Jesus purchased for you. Luke 23, 44. I'm going to go back to Luke 23. Regar- this is regardless of what you're facing in life. Regardless of what comes your way. It was now the sixth hour and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. So we're talking, we're talking three hours here. For the sun stopped shining. Okay, in in Rotherham's emphasized Bible there, it says the sun failing. The sun failed. It's not like just something happened and it put, you know, like something came. You know, there are a lot of historians and scientists, they say that this was an eclipse of the sun. Hogwash. Not true. Totally Wrong. Don't believe that. I've seen solar eclipses, how long do they like- occurred. What was happening there? Jesus was, God was sacrificing his only begotten son on the cross. He was sacrificing his only begotten son for you. Once we believe we're all sons and daughters of God, right? But at that moment, his begotten son, right? He was sacrificing him. Jesus He sacrificed Jesus to become the full-fledged, awful, horrible, anguished sin of all the world, of all the world then, of all that was ever to come. His heart was right. You know, it's very difficult for us to sometimes talk about God You know, because we're humans and we have to use human words. So when I think about this, I think, what if you sent your only begotten child who was perfect, who'd never done anything wrong, who had no sin in him, who never committed a mistake or a sin? What if you took that child and saw that child walk to the cross and you knew you were the one sending him there? Well, it was really the sin of the world that sent him there, but it was the heart of the Father because of his love for us, right? Wouldn't your heart be shattered? Wouldn't your heart be broken? So it's hard to use words to describe what was going on with God at that moment in time, but don't you think that that broke his heart? you know, broke, in quotes, is the term. Can you think about that? Knowing what he was doing, just because he loved us so, what his son was going to have to suffer. Wow. Has your heart ever broken because of pain that a close friend or a child or something that you know the pain that they're going through? Jesus was taking on every pain from the beginning to all of eternity. Every pain on one body, one spirit. Can we fathom that? Of course there was darkness. Of course there was darkness. What's the point of all this? What's the point of this? You see, regardless of the pain, regardless of the pain, resurrection came. Regardless of the pain, resurrection came to your life. To your life. Thank you, Lord. The light shone in the glory of the Lord intervened in the most horrible moment in history. He shows up at the greatest, if we let him, he shows up. He's always there. We just got to let him in. He shows up at the hour, at the most horrible hour, at the hour of greatest darkness. So what do we have to fear? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. Uh, think about handing your son over into the excruciating torment of every sin imaginable. Handing yourself over the sinless one, totally disfigured by all the pain of the world, the punishment of every force of darkness. See, Jesus was so humble in heart. He was a server. had a heart of sacrifice. So if the light and the love of God overcame that horrific event, that horrific darkness, if the light and love of God and the humble serving, loving heart of Jesus Christ for each one of us overcame the darkest moment of all time, how can it not bring you victory in any area, any area, any area that you need. Jesus overpowered the darkness because of his love for each and every one of us. He did what it took. And we reap the grand and glorious results of a resurrection life in the here and now. Isaiah 53.5 He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. Peace with God. It brought you peace with God. Peace with yourselves. And by his wounds we are healed. Saints, read that verse. That is a total package. That's everything. Peace for your hearts, healing, freedom from the punishment of sin. That's a complete package. There's nothing missing, nothing broken there. Hallelujah. So, what are you facing today? What are you facing? What are you facing? An issue in your business? An issue in a relationship? Change going on in the world? Rumors of wars, pestilence? path it's just a matter of choosing accepting, believing that he loves us truly that much so we hand it over, we give it to God we say God we do is we know, we know, we know in our spirits that his resurrection life is for us in that area of our lives, wherever that struggle is. His resurrection life, that's what he has designed. He does not have a design for us to walk through the murky, muddy, painful mire. It's an ascended life. It's a walking above life. Yes, there's trouble in the world, but he has given us a way to overcome through him. We can walk above that. We have to accept the resurrection life. We don't have to accept suffering in that area once we repent, once we come back to him, once we hand that issue over to him. He comes in with healing in his wings. Protection. He protects us. He helps us. We can walk in the hope and the victory that the resurrection already purchased for us, and so I want to give you—I want to give you several um, keys, several things that you can do to capture this resurrection life in your own lives. First, think like God. Think like God. You see, we're going to have to be intentional about this. You have to be intentional. No lazy Christians here, saints. You have to be intentional about walking in the resurrection spirit here and now. So first, we're going to think like God. See, when we are born again, we receive the mind of Christ. We receive a born-again, brand-new spirit, the spirit of the living God. And so... Jesus, okay. When Jesus saw the suffering that was about to occur, when Jesus saw the pain that he was gonna even on the road to the cross, the pain of the cross, did he quit? Did he give up? Did he say, oh, "This is a little too hard for me"? Why don't you take over? Here, here's here's someone. They've been asked to carry my cross. Let let let, let them do it for me. Did he give up? Did he quit? Mm mm. Because he had you on his mind. In his heart. (laughs) He did. He did. See, he looked beyond the darkness. He didn't just go, oh, that's life. That's life. Here's a bunch of pain facing me. That's life. That's a consequence of life. He didn't do that. He looked beyond the pain. He looked beyond the suffering, the turmoil, the fear, the anxiety. He looked beyond the cross. He looked beyond the cross. Hallelujah. He looked into the heart of his father and he gave to the resurrection he looked beyond the cross to the resurrection that was what he saw in his heart and he has resurrection life for you but you have to adopt it you have to think like he thinks you can't be a quitter you can't say the pain is too much you can't say I don't deserve it it's too much work You have to receive. You have to think like God and know that resurrection has already occurred. The light of Christ has already occurred. He's already provided. He died to give it to you. It's your job to walk in victory. Study. Number two, study. Study to, you know what? You know why it's your job to walk in victory? Because you're not going to serve anybody being a defeated Christian. You'll be a Christian. You'll go to heaven. But God wants to use your pain to help, to heal, to motivate, to encourage, to lift up, to surround to bring peace, to bring restoration to others, so that maybe they don't have to suffer the same thing you went through. Or if they've already suffered it, to know that there's a way out. Study to show yourselves approved, 2 Timothy 2, 15. Study King James again. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You see, we have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. He helps us rightly divide the word. It is our job to study the word. Study. You must be students. We must be students. I must be a student of the word. I need to know what the word says. I need to know what the word promises. I need to know what the word Says about who I am and what's been given to me so I don't waste it. If you don't know that you have a tie in the closet, you're not gonna wear it. If you don't know that you have a beautiful evening gown sitting there and you have an event to go to, you won't use it, will you? You'll go waste your money on a new one. We'll see. We have to know. We have to know what the word says about who we are in Christ. The power and the authority that's been given to us. We have to know that we're a new creation in Christ. We have to know that we have the mind of Christ. We have to know that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and we're seated with him. That we've received every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have to know that when we become born again, well, you're always mind, body, spirit, right? But you have to know that when you're born again, you receive a brand new, recreated spirit. You are a spirit being. You're not a body being. I mean, people see your body, but that's not you. Your you is your spirit. The recreated God's spirit. We have to know our rights and privileges. We have to know the blessing of God. We must study and show ourselves approved. We have to know that we are co-heirs with Jesus. We have to know that we have authority in the name of Jesus. That his name is above every darkness. And that he's given it to us. We have to know these things. Study, study, study. We have to speak the name. Hope. Number three, hope. We must hope. You cannot give up on hope. You must hope. You must hope in line with the word. You must hope by the power of the Holy Spirit in you. You must hope. You must hope. Remember Abraham? What did it say about Abraham? in Romans 4.18. Romans 4.18. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became. That's a powerful few words there, saints. Against all hope, Against the circumstances, against what the world was showing him, against what everyone else was speaking, against what other people thought. Your father, you're your childless. Against all hope. In his heart, he hoped. But all the circumstances were going against it. Against all hope. Abraham, in hope. He took it in himself, in hope, in hope, no matter what it looked like, believed. And so became, believed and so became the Father. on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint I will keep up my hope I will hope in the Lord I will keep my eyes on him I will look to the things of the spirit I will look to the things of God he will refresh me he will renew me he will strengthen me I will not grow weary I will finish my course I will get there and he will say well done my good and faithful servant always trying to steal from you. He's always trying to steal the word. He's always trying to feed you a bunch of lies. I'm not saying it's always easy. You must contend in the spirit. You must contend Life is a spiritual event. The spirit world is where the battle is won. Everything that happens, happens first in the spirit. We do not contend in our own flesh and our own blood. We do not. That will wear you out. That will get you into works. It also gets you into pride and arrogance when you win. It will get you into self-condemnation when you lose. And neither one has God for the children of God. Neither one. We must contend in the spirit. Ephesians six twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. World, world. Against spiritual wickedness. In high places. You see, it's manifested in the world. It occurs in the spirit first. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. We must strengthen ourselves. We must understand the battle. You need to know your enemy. You need to know that your enemy has already been defeated. You need to know that Jesus came to deliver resurrection life to you that he already won the victory it's a matter of adopting his heart stand therefore we contend and then we stand having your Lord skirt about with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness you are the righteousness of God in Christ that's who you are you're not working to get there that's a blessing. That's a blessing. And <laughs> your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able. Shall be able, shall be able, shall be able. Not maybe mine. Oh, this might work. No. No. Shall be able. You're believing. Your faith shall be able. It's big. It's big. You got some big guns. You got some big guns. Get them out. Christ you are able by the power of the Holy Spirit you are able because of the resurrected life that Jesus Christ purchased for you already so choose it be intentional and take the helmet of salvation and the word of the spirit which is the word of God number five praying in the spirit praying Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto. Watching. Where are you going to watch? Where are you going to look? Where are you going to be On oh, Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. The one who vanquished all sin and death yes. and destruction and darkness for me and you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto, unto the Spirit, the promises of God, the Spirit realm, with all perseverance. So sometimes you need to persevere. And supplication. For all the saints. Next. We must stand and be immovable. We must contend and we must stand. Isaiah 50 verse 7 again in the King James. Because the sovereign Lord helps me. Does that sound like hope? That we were talking about before? Does to me. Because the sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Never fear when you are believing in a promise of God. You will not be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. You will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. I know my God is for me. I know his word is true. I will set my face like flint, and I will not be deterred. The devil can tell me anything he wants to tell me. And I'm not going to believe it. I will not believe anything counter to the word of God. No matter how deep the waters might get. No matter how hot the fire might be fanned. if If the fire gets hot, I'm going to think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'm going to say, I got my Jesus. He's the fourth man in here with me. And he's all I need. And I don't care how hot the fire gets. It's going to destroy the enemy of God in my life. And I will come out not even smelling like smoke on the other side. Did I go through the fire? yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. you it will not destroy the believers in Christ, the receivers of the resurrection, victorious glorious life does the valley look like it's full of dry bones aye the scripture says what do you see the scripture says prophesy to them. And they came alive. You got a dry spot. It's not a dry spot in Jesus' book. He's got life.
1: Life more abundantly.
0: So during hard times we set our spirits like flint. I know the God in whom I serve. I know the God in whom I rest and he has delivered me from the hand of the enemy in every area of my life. Every area. And then we rest, things. Then we rest. Number seven, we rest. John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I, have overcome the world. Thank you, Jesus. Not us. Not our own works. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Oh, we serve a compassionate Father. They serve such a compassionate, loving, kind, good Father, tender-hearted, merciful. His mercies are new every morning. His loving kindness never fails. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul just saying that, doesn't that make you feel good? When you say that, can't you just feel inside? Can't you just feel like anxiety and everything just like float away and the power and peace and rest and strength of God filling you up? See, I, I feel that just by reading the words. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness. Isn't that where we started? Isn't that where we started? The light shines. Resurrection light. Resurrection light shines in the darkness. The most horrific darkness ever to occur. And light overcame. Designed that way from the beginning of time. Well, with God there was no beginning, right? (laughs) The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Hallelujah. That's your resurrection light, saints. It's your right. It's your privilege. It's a gift given you. Not because of what you do right or wrong, but because you've chosen Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. So we did seven things. Think like God. Study. Hope. Contend. Pray in the spirit, stand and be immovable, rest in God. So that's what the Lord spoke to my spirit this week. I believe he wanted me to share with you. So really what I want to do right now, we're going to take communion. But first I want to pray for people. I want to pray. We're going to take communion and we're going to take an offering but if you're going through a challenging time, any, anyone if you're watching, if you're going through a challenging time, if you're having a time of anxiety, if you're depressed, oppressed, the spirit, you feel it's. Okay, now that, see, that was the wrong thing to say. I'm going to correct myself right there. there. There's an example, a really good example, about how not to take resurrection life. You don't say, I'm depressed. I shouldn't have said that. Because I don't want to own that. Because that wasn't the gift I was given. I was given freedom from oppression. I was given freedom from depression. I was given freedom from anxiety. Freedom from fear. Freedom from lack. Freedom from sickness. So when the devil is trying to oppress you, If the devil is trying me, okay, but I'm not going to say I own it or I have it. So if you're facing challenges of darkness, challenges from the evil one, because that's the only place from which they come, because God never gives darkness in any sort, ever. He can't. It's not his character. Okay? Okay? So those things don't come from, they're not lessons that you need to learn. No, no, no. That's also a bunch of hogwash. God teaches with goodness. We are in the church age. We are not in the age of wrath. But if you're going through a challenge, if if, if the devil is trying to oppress you or make you fearful or or anything like that anxious if there's darkness, spiritual darkness trying to invade your life I want to pray for you because here's what we're going to do right now I want you to be very intentional about we're going to hand that darkness back to the devil I bleed the blood I bleed the blood I bleed the blood I'm surrounded by the blood And no darkness can infiltrate me. Hallelujah. So we're going to hand it back. We're just handing it right back. Because, well, you know what? That's even incorrect. That's even an incorrect thought. You can't hand it back if you don't take it. We're just not taking it. We're not taking it. We have this, like, shield. And it's just going to, like, bounce off, right? We're not going to receive it. Hallelujah devil you go take your lies devil you go take your darkness, devil you go take your anxiety you take your fear, you take your Firmly there is a darkness trying to come against you in any area. Fear, anxiety, any of it. Lack. I command that darkness to flee in the name of Jesus. Lord, rebuke that darkness on their behalf. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. An impenetrable shield that no darkness can cross. Now go ahead devil and take it and go back to where you belong in the depths of hell. I receive you not. I am a bloodless God child of the living God and I lay it down now never to take it up. And I thank you that you are my redeemer in every area of life. I thank you that you are my God I thank you that you cared about me so much that you purchased the resurrection for me in this area. I live in victory because of you. Now get yourself in the Word, study the Word, know the promises of God, build yourself up on your most holy faith, yes. and you will put out the fiery darts of the enemy. In Jesus' name. I'm going to receive an offering. Tithes for the people who go to this church. Offerings. You should always tithe into the storehouse where you go. Where you are fed the true word of God. Make sure you're being fed the true word of God. You put your tithes into that place and your offerings elsewhere. Above and beyond your tithe. Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. Seed time and harvest will never cease. You have lots of seed. You have lots of seed. You have financial seed. You have the word seed. Then I want to go to Mark 4. Verse 26, Mark 4, verse 26. He also said, this is Jesus. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground night and day. Whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. You see, when we plant into the kingdom, he multiplies. He provides a harvest. So we may not understand this in the natural, but we know it in the spirit. All by itself, the salt soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, and the full kernel in the head. That sounds like harvest to me. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. The harvest has come. Now in the name of Jesus, I'm going to pray over every seed sown here. Thank you, Lord, that we put this into good ground, into ground where your word goes forward, your true word, the blessing of your word. And we thank you that you grow it up, the stalk, the full head, a bountiful harvest. And I pray a bountiful harvest over every seed sown into this ministry. For your glory, for your work, for your desire, for your heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, I bless each and every one of you pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, hey, I'm going to do communion. I want to do communion. Everyone get your communion ready. Sorry about that, folks. During this time, I I think I want to do communion every Sunday. Okay? So I'm going to go to communion. And I'm actually going to go to Luke 22. (coughs) Pardon me. 22, 14. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And I want to make a word here. When you receive communion, you are receiving a meal that brings healing. And I need you to read you, you receive it from the Lord as that. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to keep the Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks. I'm going to read through this and then we're going to go back and take our bread. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is you to do, well, it doesn't matter what I want, what matters is how God intended it to be, you take this understanding what has been purchased for you, you take this understanding that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, you take this understanding what his broken body accomplished. i is everything I wanted to do today. God bless you. Watch over you, protect you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.